Welcome back to the continuation of our episode at Panditri and a Pint. We are going to go through our uh, remaining groups from E onwards and then have the simulator at the end. So um, stay tuned for this one. Um, joining me on the podcast is Vaishnav Akshat and Poe. And I'm going to introduce uh, group E, which is actually a pretty interesting group, um, which is Japan, Spain, Costa Rica and Germany. Um, I think that it's not a sure shot that Spain and Germany go through because Costa Rica have always been the ones that have been like a dark horse in the World Cup. Um, if you guys remember, I think they knocked England out in the group stages uh, in 2016. Oh, who can forget? So it's not it's not a it's not a sure shot that uh, Spain and Germany will qualify. But I just want to go through the first two teams really quickly, which is Japan and Costa Rica. Uh, for Japan. Uh, Nishimos is their new manager who's coming into their first ever World Cup. So they're coming in with a manager who has his own ideas and philosophies that has not really been tested out on the world stage. Um, their most capped player uh, and goal scorer, which is Osaka, misses out. And uh, he's been huge for them. But now the number nine has retired from international football. Um, Japan is is strange because they've beaten USMNT recently. Um, they have a pretty decent squad and they play with an identity which I don't think they will be able to keep when they go into the World Cup because what Japan like to do is basically get into this 3-4-2-1 shape when they're attacking and like to hold the ball in the opposition's half um, and keep possession, keep rotating possession but um, if they're coming up against teams like Spain and Germany who are so strong in the midfield they're going to get caught out over there. Um so this is just a quick question for you guys. Do you think a team that goes into a World Cup with a certain identity and a certain style of football should adapt to the World Cup and the teams that they're playing against or should go and play the same kind of football that got them there in the first place? I I think it's it's solely dependent on the kind of team you are. Um, if you're in Argentina, for example, who have won 35 games in a row, you don't change. If you're a Brazil, for example, number one ranked team in the world, you don't change. Well, you won the World Cup too. Brazil is done. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, so like if, if you're if you're a favorite, for example, this is not the time to change and and panic and and like try yeah. to like look for alternatives. But um, I think it's it's fair to say, and and I'll talk about this when I'm talking about some of the groups which I'm covering that there are some teams which like to play a certain way in their own continental circuit which will not be able to play that way when they when they come to the world cup um and it's fine i mean um there are lots of teams which are possession based in in asia which are possession based in africa who will not be able to play with you know say 60% possession in against a european team so um, I think it, it very much depends on the kind of team you are and what your aspirations are for the world cup because if you're not expecting to qualify anyway, then then why not, bro? Like fucking go for it. Like like just show show yourselves to the world. Like you know, yeah. This is your one chance yeah. in four years. You never know when you're going to qualify again. Fucking just show 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 what you're made of. Um and, uh, Japan again. I I don't know about Japan because I feel like they are one of the teams who would expect, especially in the group that they currently are, that they have a decent chance of qualifying into the next stage. So maybe they might make some adjustments based on the teams they're facing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's anyone's guess. Uh, okay. Interesting take. <laughs> I'm just seeing Akshat's reaction. Okay. Um, let's move ahead. Uh, we have Spain in this group who I think that uh, 
who have been really really good uh, in the past two tournaments um a lot of people had written them off for the euros particularly because of their uh, number 9 which they don't have a, a traditional number 9 anymore who can score them the goals but uh, they surprised everyone in the euros right um they lost in the penalty shootouts which was a which was a shocker to italy um what spain do is that they 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 attacking football is really good they have a 244 shape when they when they have the ball where the wing backs actually move out to um higher up positions and take base as wingers um of course they keep the ball we know that about spain that's been their trademark since the past 16 years maybe and luis enrique is doing the same um they in the last 3 years um spain have finished a game only once with less than 60% percent position that came against germany yeah they it came against germany in 2020 when they had 59% so they love to That's keep the crazy. ball they are um, they were the joint uh, highest counter pressure teams in in um, euros uh, in 2020 where they were winning the ball back as quickly as anybody else um so all of that of spain is is known like they they were doing that they're continuing to do that what's changed about them is the youth that they've managed to introduce into their squad um I'll just read out the team really quickly. Uh, they ha- they usually play Unai Simon in goal, um, who's a good goalkeeper. But I think right now David da- David de Gea is in such red hot form, and he's just been completely frozen out of the squad, which sucks. Um, Marcus Llorente plays as right back for them, who's sort of this. Uh, he's like this hybrid player. He's played in central defensive midfield. Yeah, he's played as a shadow striker. He plays as right back. He plays literally everywhere the manager needs him to. But for Spain, he always starts as a right back. Um, they have Emery Laporte and um, uh, Eric Garcia and as a centre back pairing. Usually, Sergio Ramos has been left out of the squad, which was big news when the squad was announced. Um, Jordi Alba is probably the the most. Uh, he he has the most fixed position in the team. He's always going to make that eleven. Um in central midfield they have Rodri or Busquets either one of the two could play um and then their two central midfielders are Pedri and Gavi who are two generational talents for Spain we've seen what both of them can do um Pedri just ran himself to the ground in the last two years the amount of minutes that the boy has played is crazy um the problem that they do face is their number 9 position as i said before where they've tried to deploy a lot of different things they've tried to uh, get uh, ferrant oras playing as a false nine or sometimes koke plays as a false nine or then they have morata who plays as an out and out number nine <laughs> so it's a lot of uh, mixing and matching and that is where they lack because they do not have um the kind of prolific strikers that they had before i mean when you look at the previous spanish teams they either had that prime ferrando torres long hair fernando torres or they had diego costa or then david via could come into that position and play as a striker they do not have that anymore um they rely on morata who's good but who's not the best um, and about... that is where sorry sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off like have you mentioned thiago's exclusion or like are you yet to touch upon that subject yeah like cuz you talked about pedri and gavi I do not agree that Gavi deserves to go ahead of Thiago. I mean, no matter what, how you try to. I I him. am I I am with you, Paul. I am with you on that. I I I also believe that you need a someone like Thiago. I mean, if you fine, if he's not in your plans to start him in the main eleven, he's someone who you bring on when you're one nil up, two nil up to like just 
boss and control that midfield and settle things down. So yeah, I I, agree I don't even you. understand the logic behind excluding him, but like maybe like if you're talking about it from the injury front, I think it is the injuries. Thiago has been a bit shaky. I think but, it is the injuries. But but I think he's back now, like from injuries, right? He's back to play, he's like, back. back to he's full back. fitness. So and then even after all that, you put Gavi over him. Um, oh man, Spain Spain are looking really good. I think they're gonna top the group. Um. And we move on next to Costa Rica and... Uh, Who Sp- finishes second? Germany. Germany. But I'm coming to that. Um, Co- Costa Rica has been this team, as I said, is a dark horse. They're a boogie team. They have made a shock qualifying in um, the, the the 2014 World Cup, right? Um, where they managed to knock England out. No, they managed to knock Italy out, I think. I forget. Uh, but no, no, England. England, yeah, they managed to knock England out. Um, Kaylor Navas made a name for himself in that World Cup and got that massive bumper Real Madrid contract and a PSG contract. Subsequently, another one of the goalkeepers who's like shown it on the big world stage. Um, they have a lot of veterans in the squad who have played a lot of World Cups with Kaylor Navas, Brian Ruiz, Duarte, Oviedo. So they have World Cup pedigree in them. Um. They like to play direct football. They're very comfortable without possession, um, and they like to play in a in a in a mid block, not a low block. So again, uh, this is something that Japan do as well. And I said before that it'll be interesting to see how Spain and Germany counter this. Um, their goal, their uh, defensive record is really good. They ke- they kept uh, three clean sheets uh, in the last eight games, and they've conceded only seven goals, which is decent when you're going into a World Cup. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think they're qualifying, but I definitely think they can create an upset and make that group a lot more interesting than how straightforward it is. Uh, moving on to the last group, which is Germany, World Cup winners. Um, this is one of the groups that have uh, two World Cup winners from the past three uh, three World Cups that have happened. So that's great. Um, Germany have been in red hot form. Of course, Joachim Lowe, who used to rub his tex- testicles on the touchline and then smell it, is now Yogi gone. Yogi Lowe. <laughs> and he's been there for... <laughs> I mean, the man has been there for donkey years, right? Whenever Why I say... that, what do you choose to say about him, dude? <laughs> okay, World Cup winner who used to rub his testicles and smell it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but Joachim Lowe is someone who's been associated with that German squad ever since I started watching football. He's he's always been that man on the touchline and now it's Hansi Flick who's trying to get his sort of Bayern Munich principles into the way Germany play. The first thing he came and did was he changed the formation. Um, from a 3-5-2, they went back to a 4-2-3-1 which has worked for them. They have Kimmich and Gundogan who play as those two pivot midfielders who I think are really, really good together. They can control the tempo of any game. Um, and then their attacking talent is just, uh, you can name one after the other. They have Musiala, they have Sane, Havertz plays up front, Nabri, Muller. Werner is a big loss for them, who's injured now, but he usually starts as their number nine. But even without him, I think they'll be okay, because they have Havertz who can play as that hybrid number nine. Um, their fullbacks are a problem with Raum and, Raum and Kero. Um, not a lot of World Cup experience in them. They're not the best fullbacks either. But one thing that I do want to point out about Germany is, of course, they, they, their centre-backs are good. They have Sule and Rudiger who form a good partnership. But Yusufa Mukoko, who could 
light this World Cup up potentially. He's if he makes if he makes an appearance, he's going to be the youngest player in the World Cup ever, and the man has been in red hot form. Red hot form. He scored six goals, four assists, and six hundred and eighty minutes of football. So that Damn. that is insane stats. He plays for Borussia Dortmund. He's in the World Cup squad. He's never been capped before for Germany. So if he does play a game, it'll be his debut cap and his World Cup debut appearance at seventeen years That's old. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, and I think he is going to play at least. He's going to feature in at least one game, and he is really, really good. Um, he could be one of those players who could be a generational talent moving forward. And if he has a good World Cup, fuck, that's going to be awesome. That means Bayern Munich are buying him for sure, basically. <laughs> um. So yeah, from this group, I think Spain top and Germany come second. I think Spain will beat Germany. Uh, moving on to the next group, uh, which has Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward group. Uh, Belgium again draw an easy group. Surprise, surprise! They've been having it easy for the past few tournaments. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I didn't notice this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belgium uh, get the easiest fucking groups ever. Um, Roberto Martinez is obviously the manager. He's well set now into the squad. The golden generation is now turning into the old generation uh, with the average age of the squad about 29 to 30 years. Um, they might have missed the boat, but they still have a lot of fucking quality in that team. Um, of course, Lukaku up front. He scored 11 times in the last Euros and World Cup combined. Um, only Ronaldo has scored more than him in these two competitions combined. And then you put KDB in any team, in any midfield, and he's going to boss it, right? Um, so, Belgium, I think, are going to top this group. Um, I don't know how far they'll get in the tournament because of the uh, just, just the depth in the squad that they have. Um, next team is Canada, which is very interesting. Um, in their uh, qualifying, they had eight wins, four losses, and two draws. It's not the best qualifying campaign, but in the last four years... Canada moved from 94th to 41st in the FIFA rankings, which is huge uh, because of of their new manager who's come in. They like to play quick vertical football. Um, uh, they were the, how do you say it? CONCACAF. 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 Yeah. yeah. CONCACAF top scorers. Um, CONCACAF top scorers oh, were so, Canada. So tell me they scored more than USA and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think Alfonso Davis is missing out this World Cup, right? To injury, if I'm not wrong. He usually he usually plays as a number ten for them. Um, uh, different from what he plays at Bayern, of course, which is a proper fullback. Uh, but he's huge. He's fundamental in the way that team play. Um, the third team in that group is Croatia, who are of course the finalists in 2018. Um, they had one of the best midfields at that time. Uh, now Rakitic is is retired from uh, international football, but they still have Modric, they have Brozovic, and they have Kovacic, which still makes I would say a pretty decent midfield. Um, interestingly, Ivan Perisic is their top scorer with thirty four goals in the squad. Um, after Mandzukic, he plays he plays as a winger for a proper winger for Croatia. One sec. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know what you're gonna ask. I know what he's uh, <laughs> gonna ask. But this bias into Parisic hasn't seeped in yet because, like, this is still recent. Like, he just joined Tottenham. You know? Like, give it a, give oh, it away. So after one window, it becomes. Yeah, yeah. After two windows, huh? No, two windows, like one year. He one. needs to show me the his spursiness. Spurs. Then, yeah. Then, then, oh, then God. the hate. 
if, got it, got if Pope can praise a Spurs player, there's still oh, he's world class. No, he, he might even be on the Brazil squad. I am saying this hope for world peace, bro. Oh. Like I'm going on the next <laughs> level right now. Like you're, you're giving hope to generations over here, Pope. <laughs> I mean, look at yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, so uh, Perisic and Modric are joint top scorers. Um, the thing about Croatia is that they cross the ball a lot. Um, I think they had 140 cross attempts in total uh, through their World Cup campaign, uh, which is crazy. The only thing is that they don't have a Mandzukic anymore in that number 9 position who can win those headers. But they still look like a, a, a fairly decent squad and... They're, they're going to finish in the top two in this one. Uh, the last group in this squad is Morocco. Um, just going to go through really quickly with them what I think is going to happen. Um, they have a new manager. Like when I say new, really, really new. He's been the manager only for the last two games for Morocco and he's going into a World Cup squad. Uh, they usually play a 4-1-4-1 formation. Um, they're terrible in their midfield press. Uh, their mid-block is probably the worst among the qualifying teams. So that's definitely an area where... <laughs> they Harsh, bro. What is this being mean today? <laughs> no, but Moro- they are bad. M- Morocco, Morocco had a lot of problems because the manager who replaced... Uh, who was replaced by uh, Regragui, who's the new manager... The the Moroccan manager... The guy who was managing Saudi, I think, was ex-Moroccan manager. Or like two World Cups ago or something. But anyway, but this guy created a lot of politics in the squad where he actually froze out a lot of players, a lot of good players like Ziyech was frozen out of the squad. Mad. Um, uh, was frozen out of the squad. So those two are back now. Didn't Ziyech refuse to go? Like, didn't Ziyech fake an injury or something of that sort? Oh, he like, did. Hence the reprimand. Yeah, so, like he misbehaved on some level. For him to get... Okay. But uh, Ziyech is back in the squad now. In the last two games, he's featured for Morocco. What I do want to say about Morocco is I think they have the most exciting fullbacks of anyone in the tournament, which is uh, Mazarui, who plays for uh, Ajax and Hakimi, of course, who's... World class. No, no, I thought... I was like, where is this... Yeah, very good fullbacks. I can't say much. It's a good thing. Yeah, that that is the only exciting uh, thing about this team. But uh, I don't think they're going to go far. I don't think they're going to qualify. Um, and from this group, as I said, it's going to be Belgium and Croatia. Akshat, do you want to introduce us to your other groups and uh, get yourself involved in this podcast? Yeah, I'm involved, bro. Ouch. Bro, you've been taking down <laughs> Give the man a break. Okay. Hi, my name is Akshat Jaitley and welcome to my TED Talk. Uh, I'm going to be covering the final two groups, uh, Group G and Group H. Um, group G is, I think, a pretty good group um, to watch. It's Serbia, Switzerland, Brazil, and Cameroon. Um, I'm going to start with Brazil. I mean, we obviously spoke a lot about them in the previous episode. So just to put some context, like we call them the favorites. And I'm just going to put some numbers at you right now. Number one ranked FIFA team. Uh, like I said earlier in the in, in the previous episode about Argentina, historic qualifying campaign where they haven't lost. First time in history, joined with Argentina. Um, 17 matches, 14 wins, 3 draws. Get this, 40 goals scored, 5 goals conceded in 17 games. Their goal difference of 35. This guy's got um, a yes so man behind him now. It's like, insane. He's like hyping him up at every single stand. <laughs> <laughs> now they're also the only team other than like, they're the only team to have played every single World Cup possible. 
Okay. Thank thank you fanboy Vaishnav. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So um uh, about Brazil um they they have a pretty settled squad um like Po said earlier in the pre in the two episodes back uh when we spoke about the warm up uh where uh, they have a center back pairing which are very well settled they've played for a long time together at Brazil and at PSG which is like super 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 important i've actually noted on some stats okay this is pretty crazy um if you look at the champions right the people who have won the world cup in the last six world cups in the knockout stages 24 games total 17 clean sheets 10 goals conceded yeah. and five of them were by france last world cup because they won 4-3 against argentina which like two consolation mm-hmm. goals and 4-2 against um who were croatia in the croatia. finals which were again like uh, not even a close game right so defense is super 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 important when you get to the knockout stages uh, spain very famously didn't concede a single goal when it came to the to the uh, knockout stages of the world cup um and brazil have shown that they do have that kind of settled defense especially their um uh, if thiago silva marquinhos were going to be the starting center backs and their right back is edam militao who is more conservative rather than a marauding fullback which um it, it actually suits brazil system so brazil are most likely going to start with a holding midfield of two casemiro and fred and um they play in possession a very very attacking formation almost a 424 with their two wingers being really 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 far forward pinning the opposition's fullbacks as far wide and as far behind as possible which gives their midfield a lot of room to operate so neymar in that 424 formation neymar is one who's someone who's going to drop back um quite often look for space and try to feed in the other players inside the box um and pretty much all of uh, brazil's attacking play goes through neymar he's just a key 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 component of that team now um another thing is that uh, uh, brazil it, they are a very very high uh, possession based attacking team where they dominate possession they try to keep the play in the opponent's half as much as possible and um i think we're going to see a lot of that in this world cup and especially in this group which we're looking at uh, with switzerland uh, serbia and cameroon um i think they're going to absolutely dominate this this group and have no problem qualifying as the number one team Uh, no, before, moving before, on to Cameroon, uh, I just want ju- Charles, just wanted to yeah, add one little insight into this. My prediction is that Martinelli is going to light this World Cup on fire, and he's going to come back with a winner's medal. Like I'm going to will this into existence. I hope you boys agree. The boy is going to be fire. Moving on to Cameroon. Um, now Cameroon, Amar, they have your favorite <laughs> player in the world. Super Moting, <laughs> love it. Oh, love it. Who who has been in red hot form by the yeah, way? Yeah, he's playing really well. This campaign, he's playing really well. He's playing really well for Bayern Munich. But he's actually they have a very talented attacking lineup. Their captain and most important influential player is uh, Vincente Abubakar. Um, football manager players, you know who this is. He's <laughs> fucking great football manager. But uh, them and very recently. Uh, Mbuemo, who is the uh, Brentford striker, has actually shifted nationalities to Cameroon. So um, he's not been involved in their setup for a long time, but I mean, he's he's going to be there for the World Cup. He's in the squad. 
um this team has again uh, between those front three have gifted finishers really really gifted finishers but um and they're very direct in the way they attack they go wings they cross the ball in and they rely on the finishing of their forward three um they have this kid from leon called toko ekambi who's their primary creator of the left wing really really creative extremely good at passing the ball so he's one to look out for um like i said abu bakar is the talisman he scored eight goals in the recently concluded afcon tournament which um which is a record no one has ever scored eight goals in one tournament i mean he's tied the record um but they do have weaknesses which is of course their defense um their keeper is onana who's a, a reputed guy but uh, the rest of the defense is not really strong and to be honest i think they're going to be completely overwhelmed when it comes to this particular group um moving on to serbia now serbia surprisingly have actually went through qualifying unbeaten and they were in the same group as portugal they actually finished above portugal in their european qualifying stage um they play with three people at the back um and these guys are again extremely direct very good at counter attacking football now their three people they, they kind of play say a a 532 but in that midfield three they have a number 10 and their forward three advanced players are mitrovic dusan vlahovic and tadic who are three world class fucking players and they can hurt any team on their day and they're a very very well disciplined squad and they are gifted when it comes to corners they are the number one leading team in europe when it comes to scoring off corners so expect some trouble over there and just overall an extremely solid team that again that connection between tadic and those two people up front um Tadic has directly assisted four goals for Mitrovic, um, which is the most in the European qualifiers. So that's one connection which I think, especially uh, Brazil, have to look forward, uh, have to like you know uh, look out for. Now uh, moving on to the final uh, team in this group, which is my I don't know why, but I have always supported this team as my second favorite team in every tournament. It's Switzerland. I don't even know why. I don't know. <laughs> It's the most random team ever to support. It's fucking random. But I don't know. Every time I watch them, I'm like, "Fuck, these guys are good, bro. I like watching them." And they have an insanely. Hey, Jaka, I think is out of the uh, out of the World Cup. He limped off today. He limped off today. No, no, no. He, he, yeah, no, he. Dude, he's the freaking captain. He's going to be. That was a very minor injury today. He's. You know what happened yesterday? You know what happened yesterday? We had a own version of the lasagna yeah, game. Yeah, they got like, diarrhea. I don't know if you know about the lasagna game. Yeah, like after the pre-match meals, six or seven players complained about illness, like stomach upset and shit, and then that's why Jaka had to run away. Oh, it is just yeah. a poop. Yeah, man had so, a nuke. My man, he'll be back. Cold brown. Cold brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. Uh, coming to Switzerland, um, th- there. I mean I don't know if you guys remember listeners if you go back um that game against France amazing um, where, what amazing, a fucking game yeah game of the tournament yeah game, game of the, the tournament, tournament according to me right and see these are Switzerland's a fun team to support just say <laughs> <laughs> I mean Jaka in that deep line 10 oh 
it's it's awesome. Like the the thing is, I want to see him play like, <laughs> like that for Arsenal as well. The man is a different. But, but he's earning in such strikes at that time. So yeah, but 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 uh, to kind of like break your bubble here, um, Switzerland have actually moved on. uh and they've changed a lot from their previous international tournaments they have this this new manager who's coming from 2021 they these guys are the premier defensive team in europe in their qualifying run they played eight games and this is almost astonishing they conceded twice two goals in eight nice games. so this team is going to be extremely difficult to break down and it's not like i mean the good defensive teams are not teams which play a low block they know how to defend smart so they play a very efficient mid block and they know how to press as well they choose their right moments to press they're very well drilled and they're a extremely extremely tricky team to face um the their key man is of course jordan shakiri who plays right wing but is actually given total freedom he gets good support on the right flank from his right back and that guy when he cuts on to his left foot he can deliver fucking just beautiful crosses into their the center forwards who is a, a brilliant most likely um and one one other thing one guy who has been totally key in their run is jan sommer uh, their goalkeeper who's been in just genuinely amazing form for switzerland um in, in their whole run of conceding just twice in in the eight games they've they've played and expect them to be an extremely dangerous counter threat um and coming to my prediction for this group i actually just one part on switzerland i think shakiri um scored a world cup hat trick also right in 2014 if i'm not wrong that he had a sorry no okay who against who uh, uh, i think i think it was i think it was against honduras probably okay in the 2014 world cup where he was like for for switzerland as you said he has the freedom to roam and he does some incredible things he literally carries that team it's fun it's fun like like i i know i i'm now a denmark fanboy but like part of me still is with switz i don't know why but he's i weird. i love it. he's just weird. i'm weird i'm weird deal with it <laughs> um now uh, coming to the final group to round this off we have group h uh which is an extremely interesting group i think after the england group this is probably one of the more interesting groups to watch it has portugal south korea uruguay and ghana i'm going to start with portugal we spoke a lot about them in in one, in the warm up episode so i'm not going to spend too much time on them one of the points which i am going to make is that um they have a really unbalanced attack in terms of what threats they offer cuz if you see the left flank their their left back is most likely going to be nuno mendes who is a typical marauding fullback and with jota injured their left winger is most likely going to be rafael leao who is one of those you know i'm going to take you one on one i'm going to beat you for pace very direct attacking threats right now you look at the right wing right wing the right back is joao cancelo and bernardo silva see yeah amar's favorite player of all time <laughs> uh so uh, these guys are more of those intricate passers who who look for openings who try to move the ball intelligently look for triangles try to find the free man it's two very different attacking threats they offer from both their um flanks which is both a good thing and a bad thing um 
I'm going to speak a little bit more pessimistically about Portugal because teams I support, I generally do tend to speak a little bit pessimistically about them. Um, they're very slow in their build-up play. They tend to take that time, um, pass the ball around, look for openings, move the ball laterally a lot uh, to try and create spaces. And I genuinely think the uh, the injuries to Pedro Neto and um, uh, Diego Jota. Diego Jota are going to be very, very difficult to overcome because even if they're not people who you think might start every game, they're people who you bring on from the bench and you keep the attacking, you know, uh, intensity really high. And I think the two of them are going to be a big, big miss for Portugal throughout the tournament. Mm. Um, One guy to watch out for who I think is going to make a name for himself in this tournament is Diogo Costa, the, the, the keeper who is... Basically, I mean, all all major European clubs are flirting with them right now. So, he, he's definitely one to watch. But Aksha, um, don't, they, gonna... don't they traditionally, like, they've been playing a 4-4-2, right? N- not really a 4-4-2. Uh, they, they, they play definitely four at the back. Their midfield is maybe a three um, or a two of two holding midfielders. Most likely going to be Ruben Neves, definitely. And I think the guy starting next to him is going to be Danny. Um, with Bruno Fernandes, number 10, Bernardo as right wing, left wing is going to be Rafa Leao, and obviously Ronaldo is going to be the striker. One thing I am going to say about Portugal is that they're a very reactive team when it comes to defending. They kind of let the teams build their position. They're not going to press them very high. They're not going to try and disrupt them in their, you know, in, in their own half. So, again, like... Uh, like I said, defense is actually key when it comes to the uh, later stages of the tournament. So maybe this will work for Portugal, maybe this won't. But I'm not really convinced. I still support them. I still want them to win, but I'm not very convinced with them. Um, next, coming to... I'm going to quickly go through Ghana. There, there are not a lot of positives when it comes to Ghana. They're the lowest ranked team in, in the tournament. They didn't even make it out of the group stages of AFCON which happened in 2021. Uh, they don't really have great names in that team, but I am going to add that a, they have got Tariq Lamte from Brighton, Salisu, the centre-back from Southampton, and Inaki Williams from Atletico Madrid. These three people have got Ghanaian citizenship in September, and they have just joined the World Cup squad. Oh, so, nice. Madness. Yeah. Like, great. I don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, fucking but surprise can we guy. talk about know. the Ghana World Cup run in, in where they reach the semi-finals? I, I am going to move, like, segue into the next team to talk about that run, okay? Ghana yeah. had an <laughs> astonishing run in uh, Africa, in South Africa, where they reached the semi-finals. And for this... No, quarters, just, sorry. No, they reached the quarters, right? No, yeah, sorry, quarters. You're right. It is quarters. quarters. Yeah. You're right, yeah. So, um, um, for, for listeners who don't know what happened in that World Cup, um, Ghana in an African, the first ever African World Cup, reached the quarterfinals. They were basically the darlings of the entire continent. In the quarterfinals, they faced Uruguay. Um, that game is one of the most controversial games in World Cup history, and I'm not saying that lightly. Uh, that game was locked at 1-1. And... Um, very late into the game, uh, uh, Luis Suarez, the very same Luis Suarez of Liverpool and, and Barcelona, basically used his hands to stop a goal from going in 
like a goalkeeper obviously the referee saw that he got red carded he got sent off but ghana asamoah gyan actually ended up missing that penalty the game went to extra time the game went to penalties and uruguay won on penalties and went through which was a huge heartbreak and right now in this world cup in group h ghana is going to face uruguay in a rematch of that extremely extremely ill contested game suarez there in the squad yes and and po suarez is not not just is he there in the squad he's a key 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 part of the squad he is the top scorer in their qualification as davin nunez into that equation along with suarez it's going to be a hell of a like rogue team to fight against man and and cavani of the bench too but the, the problem yeah. with with uruguay is that they are a team which is very much before you go ahead ghana actually put out a um a hit on uh, suarez saying that if he ever enters any african continent he's going to be shot and what was funnier after all that yeah. was seeing suarez's reaction from the touchline where he sent off he's on the touchline and he's crying he's crying and crying and crying and the penalty is taken it's missed and suarez is running the fuck around celebrating <laughs> yeah yeah Sorry go ahead Uruguay. Yeah Uruguay. So um this is a team which has had this golden generation but are pretty much reaching towards the end of it. So Suarez, Cavani, Cáceres, Muslera and Diego Godin who's still their captain by the way are all over 34 years of age. So the Uruguay we're seeing this World Cup is not even close to the Uruguay we're going to see the next World Cup. They're very much towards the latter stage of this generation uh, of what you want to say. um their manager who came in last year is someone who replaced um oscar tabarez who was their manager for 15 years okay um their system is a very interesting 4222 system where their wingers actually sit pretty like much inside trying to offer um passing angles for their center backs they're a very direct very vertical team not going to mess around passing it from side to side um and and the two holding midfielders are fede valverde and um um bentancor who which i both at least really i consider very a world class uh, uh holding both in really good form huh? bentancor nah, in the argentina team <laughs> i he think sucks. issues i think there have been mistakes made as well. that does not make it to the edit thank you <laughs> So um uh, yeah, like I said their wingers aren't really wingers they're more of like inside playmakers um so and the moment they receive their balls they try to receive it between the lines they they turn either to the to their uh, to the flanks trying to look for a full back or they turn forwards looking for the runs of Luis Suarez and Darwin Nunes and Nunes my god that fucker has pace to burn man he's so fucking fast so uh, it's very difficult to call between who's going to go to the next stage between uruguay and south korea now i'm coming to south korea and i'm going under the assumption that hyungmin son is going to be starting and going to be fit from the very first game of this world cup because i think that's a fair assumption to make seeing how he's recovered from the surgery um again a powerhouse of asian football very good qualifying campaign considered only 3 goals very 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 possession based squad and this is like you know when we talk about those 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 system based managers like fucking um pep guardiola and klopp and all that their current manager is one of those paulo bento uh, who's been in charge of them for 2018 so he has time to embed he's had time to embed that style into the team um 
he he's going to be i mean that that team really really tries to play in the opponent's half um they again try to uh, advance their full backs they have holding midfielders and they try to give freedom to their attacking three uh, so it's like a 4231 so they're attacking three and their striker basically they try to give as much freedom to them as possible human song is like play wherever the fuck you want and get his goals that that's his role in this team and he performs that role is he the striker no he plays as a number 10 but really he shows up anywhere on the pitch where there's a little bit space for him um and uh, very interestingly uh, so south korea played brazil in a friendly recently mm. and they lost 5-1 but the manager did not change their style of football at all he's like fuck it we're going to try and dominate and play possession based and if if you remember i said brazil played the exact same way and despite that south korea managed to keep 45% possession in that game so that should just give you an idea of like how fucking entrenched this possession based football is part of south korea i feel that like it's going to be a great watch they have amazing individual talent who play at like the top echelons of european football hyungmin son obviously a uh, kimmin jae who's the killer center back who at napoli who are top of the serie a right now um lee kang who is a young prospect who plays left wing for them he has um I I think he won Wolves player, right? Sorry, was is that the Wolves That's player? That's Wong Hee Chan, who's another very like good player for them. But Lee Kang is someone who won the best player of the tournament for the uh, under under nineteen World Cup, which happened in twenty twenty. So again, they have very good individual talent. They have a good system, and I actually think that they're going to finish second in this group ahead of Uruguay, which. I guess it's kind of an upset, but I feel confident predicting that. Seeing a few highlights of how South South Korea performed. Ah, uh, just one thing about Lee Kang. He was actually mentioned in our Golden Boys episode two years ago. Ah, uh, in Fuck. episode number three. Really? Yeah. So yeah. So if he performs this World Cup, we are fucking long sighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That 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 about does it for the group H, bro. So now just predictions, huh? just like a draw um we are going to actually put the teams into um the one and two brackets that we said and then try to see who they matched up against um in the later stages of the tournament and go all the way to the finals but just before we get into that before the simulator starts i want the the three of you to give me your favorite team who's going to win um i'm going to start off brazil. okay vaishnav is going to say brazil um i i, I say argentina i think they're going to win this They are my favorites. I say Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. Po. Sorry, which group are you going from? Like, like <laughs> it, this is random. You made me. You made us. Who's go- your favorite? Who's your favorite? Oh, for the win. Who's your favorite to win without the simulator? Yeah. Argentina. Oh, nice. Damn. Yeah. So South America. Crazy. We so we have two uh, pundits who say Brazil and two pundits who say Argentina is going to be. It's gonna be a good World Cup. Fuck! Imagine That if they reach the finals. What sure. a finals that would be! Fucking Saudi Arabia are winning it. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's quickly go for the simulator. Akshat, do you want to kick things off? Yeah. So, 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 based on your comments, I've noted down who you guys think are going to finish top two in each group. I'm going to quickly go through that. Uh, in Group A, number one Netherlands, number two Senegal. Group B, number one England, number two USA. Group C, Argentina, number one Mexico, number two. Group D, France and Denmark. 
ग्रुप ई स्पेन नंबर वन जर्मनी नंबर टू ग्रुप एफ बेल्जियम नंबर वन क्रोएशिया नंबर टू जी इज ब्राजील एंड स्विट्जरलैंड एंड एच इज पोर्चुगल एंड साउथ कोरिया नाउ फाइनल्स If if they qualify, Amar is writing the fanfic of this World Cup where where <laughs> Messi and Ronaldo like make out on the halfway line before the the World Cup starts and like Qatar, they can't do that. Po, do you really think France top that group or Denmark? It's going to change a lot of things in the simulator. I think France okay. are top. Let's it. move ahead then. I think France. Without further ado, okay, guys. Round of sixteen. Here we go. We have the Netherlands versus the USA. Oh, good game! Ooh. Really good game. I think it's pretty obvious, right? Soccer yeah. wins. Vaishnav, <laughs> 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 yeah. is that your take that USA goes through? No, I'm no, going to say Netherlands. Netherlands go through quite comfortably. Yeah. Okay. Is that unanimous? Is that unanimous? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, let's move ahead to the next one. Okay. Man, this fucking next game is it's, Argentina. It's Argentina versus Denmark, man. Oh, bring it, bring it, bring it. Argentina, yeah, Argentina for me too, but uh, that could probably be the standout uh, round of sixteen game. Uh, no, Amar, there's another absolute banger, but okay. I- I'm not even going to make a prediction because okay. I feel like it's it's fucking like it's disgusting for me to even make a prediction. So let's just go with the A word. Okay. You didn't have to put it that way, but okay. <laughs> Dude, fucking, I want Denmark to go. I'm, to I'm telling okay. you, Denmark are going to top this group, and it's going to be Argentina, France playing that game. <laughs> but let's just yeah. Move next, ahead. we have uh, Spain versus Croatia. Good game. I think Spain is going to go through though. Hard to call Spain. Croatia just don't have that bite yeah. anymore, so I would go for Spain. For Spain. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty easy one. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> Next one is Brazil versus South Korea. Oh, uh, I think it's pretty evident. We are going to say Brazil. Oh, <laughs> South Korea. I, I, I didn't even wait for you guys. Yeah, I already I entered Brazil. Brazil, by the way. Um. Okay. Next is uh Spain versus ah uh, sorry England versus Senegal. Senegal. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Are you yeah, guys serious right now? I am not even joking. I just want to say, if if fucking um this guy is back, um Mane is back, it's not a straightforward. So game. you guys going to go for Senegal? What do you say? I think England are going to find it difficult to get out of their group. So if you guys are going with Senegal for the round of sixteen, I'll go with Senegal. Are we re- are we saying? I'm okay this? with it. It's a it's a good it's it's got some bases. Okay, like, like, I'm, I, I, I am. I let's am just be on the safer side. Let's just be on the safer I, I side and say England. Yeah, let's be on the safer side. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, we're being safe. Here. Uh, we're being yeah. safe here. I'm not sure I like it. Uh, next one is France versus Mexico. Yeah, France is gonna go through yeah, that. It has to be England, man. But it's gonna be Denmark versus no, Mexico, but... and Denmark are gonna go through that. Mexico. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm, I'm assuming France. France. Okay. Okay, for me, this is a standout fixture of the round of sixteen. 
we have Belgium versus Germany. Tough one to call. I mean, G- G- Germany have been in good form, but Belgium have some great, like, b- big match players too. So, like, yeah, this one is, I think Germany is genuinely, it, I feel, the, I mean, if it pans out, the, 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 the fixture to watch pop in the round of so, so, you're saying it's either going to be Belgium, Germany or Belgium, Spain, right? Considering who finished between top two and... G- I mean, yeah. both are really good games, but I think Belgium goes through. Is, is, uh, you're, you're, you're choosing Belgium in, for, instead of yeah, Germany? I think, I think Belgium goes through. Vaishnav, Belgium or Germany? Belgium, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I I am gonna sl- I I'm leaning towards Germany as well. Okay. Uh, which is it's crazy because like you have people like Courtois, you have people like De Bruyne, but no, I, I think Germany, dude. I'm, I'm just, just going based on their yeah. form in in the Euros and the big games. So, and I think their fullbacks are a big problem. That's why I think Belgium will go through. Go- guys, I quit, bro. I quit. I fucking quit. Okay, let's let's go with Germany because that doesn't was your matter. first instinct, and it doesn't matter. We, Dude, we run the next this. fucking fixture Portugal. is Portugal and Switzerland, man. Portugal goes. Fuck! Through. Can we change everything? Like, can we call FIFA and ask them to change the groups? Because I can't watch through. these two teams. Portugal go through. Portugal go through. We've had a World Cup, so the round of 16s have been very straightforward, but it's not the case this time, huh? Like, there's some very very good. It is damn straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> there is no you can play the third and fourth place game. No. There's no point. But okay, anyway, let's do it for the sake of doing so, it. So Portugal, Switzerland is saying Portugal go through. Yeah. No, I'll you, go with Switzerland. I man, I'm gonna say Portugal too. Bro, I'll go with Switzerland. Po wants to be yeah. poor for being poor. You be poor. It doesn't matter, Po. Okay, okay. Very quickly, we have some <laughs> Switzerland. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, but I, the majority is Portugal here, right? Okay. This guy is just telling Switzerland because he knows... No, nah, I legit think Switzerland have a chance to being go Like, you, you, you still going to take the majority? It's fine. But uh, now, in the quarterfinals, we have Netherlands versus Argentina. I am loving this. This Argentina is a great... By the way, I feel this is going to be... Yeah, Argentina, Argentina go through. Argentina go through. What's your take, Akshat? Argentina go through? Without even a question. Hey, why should I wait, da? Amar? Argentina too. Okay. Uh, I would go Argentina too. I would go Argentina too. Yeah. Okay. Brazil. Are you guys ready for this shit? Man, I fucking love the World Cup. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. Spain versus Brazil. Brazil too. Oh, great game. But uh, gotta be Brazil. He's gonna say Spain now just to say Spain. It's it's a interesting game. Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. The only thing is Brazil can score three. Spain I'm can't. Not. So. Next we what? have next we have a classic oh. fucking rivalry England versus France. Um I uh, yeah I would yeah I would say England go Dude. through this one as well. England go Whoa. through this France. I'm going to say France. I'm going to say France. Yeah. I'm going to say England, dude. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We didn't okay. give England much of a chance against Senegal, but we're giving them against France. Oh, nice. Fuck it. Fuck it. I say France. I'm sorry. I say France. <laughs> I, I I just imagine Mbappe, Benzema, and Maguire, and, and I England just said France. I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck, how can I even think England, bro? France and this. <laughs> so that's two all. Okay. We are at an impasse. So that we are at an impasse. England and France are knocked out. I'm just saying, <laughs> Right? This is okay, our. Uh, do you want to change, change your decision? decision? What is? What, what, no, I'm not changing change my. I'm, I'm no. asking the yeah. first. 
Um, let's put it this way. I think this is my big just, first big upset in this tournament. Just because of England's stability and the five that they play at the back, and considering France midfield, where they don't have someone who can run that tempo, they're going to be very frustrated from that game. And doesn't matter if you have a Benzema versus a Maguire, okay, he's not going to get that service. You know, Fine. You know, no, actually, you're thinking you're thinking about. You are thinking about Benzema, Mbappe, and Dembele. Okay, I'm thinking about Gwendozi running like a headless. Yeah, exactly. Midfield. That midfield that is, is where they're going to lose out the but, game. But England play fucking two in the midfield, and I feel like a midfield three is always going to like have a better chance against a midfield two. No, not exactly though. You can still control Wait, the tempo but, but, of the game if you are superior. Who, who are you? Who, who do you choose, bro? England. Okay, even I choose Same. England. Where three of us are England yeah, now. Okay. Good. <laughs> Okay. Three wrong people, basically. What's the next quarters? The the next one is Germany Portugal. Oh, Germany. Mm. Yeah, Germany. Germany. I say Portugal. Germany make it. I say Portugal too. So basically, yo, this is so much people, and there are two guys just here to fuck around. Th- this is much tougher than the Euros, dude. Like, oh, in yeah, the Euros, we yeah. breeze through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, no, the thing the is, finals. we've seen how Portugal play in the Euros. Even with all their star started lineup, like they They've were getting thrashed, man. Ah, uh, I don't think so. Per- yeah, I don't think they like, get thrashed. I think there'll be one goal in it, but I think Germany. But yeah, no, by thrash I mean they're gonna lose. But um, I would part. I would agree with Paul on this because I think the Euros group, which was the group of that, with had uh, Portugal, Germany, and one more really good team. I forget which. Spain, France. France. France, oh, and France, huh? yeah, yeah, France. France, France and Hungary. Yeah, France. Yeah, France and Hungary. Yeah, po- Portugal. Portugal finished third in that group. Um, and it it was Germany who who kicked them off the perch and topped them. So I would go with Germany. Okay, in the oh, semis man. now. Really God, quickly. Is it an Argentina Brazil semis? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, now this no, this is a that, huge game. Too? I just want to say because I I left this out when I was cover, covering Brazil. Argentina are their bogey team. They they true. they have been absolutely dominant internationally, but for some reason Argentina have been getting the better of them for a while now. So I'm j- I'm just their last loss comparatively was against was against Argentina in the Copa America yeah. finals. So I'm just and also just they have this there. juju with uh, quarterfinals, right? If I'm not wrong, Brazil. Who? The guys who won Brazil. five times. Uh, Amar, don't even go there. They have more wins than people have combined performances. Yeah, but in the last in the last World Cups, they've had let's that juju against quarterfinals where they're not getting past the quarters. Let's let's not let's not. Okay, Argentina, Brazil. Brazil do well in Copa America. So Brazil have won the World Cup five times, but in two spells, and both the spells came on the back of uh, basically early uh, late nineties, early two thousands, and the sixties, or late fifties, early sixties. Both the spells, both the spells came on the back of performances in the Copa America where they got to the finals. I don't remember if they won the first time, but the second time they lost. So this is, they're about due a good spell of basically taking football back, which they are going to do. And therefore, they're going to be. So you're saying they're, they're going to be Argentina? his microphone and say that Lisandro Martinez is going to. Lisandro Martinez is going to lose the semi-finals of the World Cup because this is football heritage. God damn. Aksha, do you agree that they're beating Argentina? There's nothing to I, agree. We'll I, be wrong, but like whatever. Do you? <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I I pick Brazil as the number. One I don't think so. I think Argentina no reason, So no I I I mean, I would choose Brazil, but. But I don't know. Like it's up to Okay, so so now it's pretty evident because both both Po and I chose Argentina as our favorite. So we are just going to keep it as a Brazil or Argentina in the finals, and then move on from there. 
It's Brazil, I mean, but you guys can do what you want to do. Which of these two teams have faced the loss greater than five nil, like five consecutive five goals? Bro, bro, Argentina don't have as many players as you're, you're joking, right? Like this is a joke, no? This is a joke, no? No, no. I'm just saying when you have five one, no, but then you can't seven one. You you tell you anyone. can't go. You can't decide that game like the Argentina versus Brazil game based on the number of World Cups you've had previously. No, I'm deciding it based on quality of the team, and Brazil is a better. Team. Uh, the the pundits pick for the World Cup uh, winners is going to be. Po when 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 Argentina and Brazil play that semi finals, we're going to team the fuck up. I. I am going to be. I like it. I like it. Bro, I like the. F- I like the fact you're that you're not be, saying you're going to be missing. You're going to be missing, like, to be yeah, missing like, me as an Arsenal fan. fan. You'll be like, this is, this is the kind of Arsenal fan that I want on my side. <laughs> no, I, I mean it. It makes sense because it would be the same thing, right? Arsenal fans are loose to used to losing, and you would be. <laughs> Why do you bring Arsenal into this, man? He did. He did. Amar, you've got to wrap this up, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's. I, I can smell pizza. Um, after going through, okay. after going through the groups okay. and the simulator, I actually think Brazil. I actually think this is going to be Brazil. one of the most exciting World Cups there is. Just with the we say this every I, World Cup. Yeah. No, no, not really, not really. We knew yeah, Spain is winning that. Yeah. R- Russia wasn't that was mad. No, I said Russia was going to be mad. Okay. You guys can say that Russia was mad, bro. I think. Hey, dude, fair. come on! Russia was a fucking amazing World Cup. What are you guys talking about? Nah, I like it South Africa. South a- compared bro, to South Africa, Argentina will beat Brazil in the semis. It's... South Africa was the boring one. Spain oh, won one nil all the way to the finals. What are you talking Jemba, about, Jemba. bro? 
It was a good World Cup. No, I can't believe you're saying this. They are also saying Argentina. Do you not? Brazil. Therefore, you know that their opinion is fucking irrelevant. Do you, you don't remember France, Argentina, and oh, that, that was that a good. That was a good there game. There was so many banger games. Do you not remember the the Russia, fucking Belgium, France, Belgium, uh, Belgium, Belgium, France? Belgium, yeah, Japan, Belgium, Japan, Belgium, Japan, Belgium, Japan was the crazy game where where Belgium yeah. came back. Bro, Russia was a banger. Okay, and and I'll I'll stand oh, by Belgium, that. Okay, guys, we're gonna wrap this episode up now. Thank you, listeners, for getting to the end of this episode. Thank you, uh, pundits, for joining me on this two-hour hiatus. And uh, we will catch you again when the World Cup begins. Do let us know your predictions. Bye.